goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is the Tuesday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you would like to be part of... The exchange this afternoon, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. And of course, there's still a lot to discuss. It turns out that super thing on Sunday was the, they, they're saying it was the most widely watched television show ever. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that might be the Swifties that actually made the difference. I I don't know. I believe so. It could have been the Swifties. And uh, who who knows? But it's done. Okay, I'm going to start today with The Old Gray Lady, a column in The Old Gray Lady. That would be the New York Times. There is a column by a woman, I dare not call her a journalist, a woman named Annie Carney, reporting from the Capitol. Annie Carney, and the headline to this piece, is on Capitol Hill, Republicans use bigoted attacks against political foes. Oh, my Imagine that. On Cap- in the New York Times, on Capitol Hill, Republicans are bigoted. They're using bigoted attacks on those poor, innocent, pure Democrats, the saviors of the world. The Republicans are so mean and evil. They're resorting to bigotry. Well, okay, I'm, I'll bite. What's going on with that? Why are these Republicans... Why are the evil Republicans using bigoted attacks on the helpless, the pure, the innocent Democrats? Here's how she begins, Miss Annie Carney, New York. If anybody knows Annie Carney over at the New York Times, give her a buzz and tell her to listen. Annie Carney. She's down in Washington, but somebody might have her number. At least it says she's reporting from the Capitol. Annie Carney. This is what I like to see. I like to see. We have a young engineer, broadcast producer, young man in training, and he has on a white shirt and tie. I haven't seen that in freaking decades. Most of these times, these guys straggling here, they have on some kind of sports jersey. They have on some kind of looking like they just rolled out of their grandmother's bed. Not with their grandmother, not making any assertion. But they look like they rolled out of somebody's bed and came to work, hair all unkempt. And this guy shows up to work looking like he wants to work. He shows up. He's got on a tie. He's got on a and it's pressed, too. Somebody, maybe his wife even pressed the shirt for him. Somebody pressed. He's saying, yes, his wife pressed his shirt for him. This guy is headed for success. 
You are going to make it in this industry. You are going to be a big powerhouse in this industry. You will rise to the top. This is your beginning. I expect huge things from you. Way to go. Way to show how it's done. Good training at home. Good training at school. Comes to work looking like success. You don't see that often these days anywhere. No, no, no offense, Diego. Yeah, uh, I'll take offense because you <laughs> described me and your oh, what sorry. not to do. <laughs> I actually did roll off a bed because I overslept, but I made it here on time. I made it here on time, so I will take that as a victory. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Anyway, back to the racist Republicans. <laughs> Here's how this begins. I've given people time to reach this woman, Annie Carney, New York Times. On Capitol Hill, Republicans use bigoted attacks against political foes. House and Senate Republicans have denigrated fellow lawmakers, the pure Democrats. Biden administration officials and witnesses in racist ways both in casual comments and in official settings. Boy, those Republicans must be some awful mean racists. All right, let's get to it. From Annie Carney, reporting from the Capitol. When Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, stood on the House floor this month to announce her proposal to censure the only Somali-born member of Congress, she was seeking punishment for Representative Ilhan Omar of Somalia. I mean, Minnesota. That's racist, you see. Oh, that's bigoted. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene said Representative Ilhan Omar of Somalia. I mean, Minnesota. That's bigoted. That's racist. Why did she say it, Annie Carney? You forgot and you left that part out of your so-called journalism. She said it because the reason she asked for the censure of Ilhan Omar is Ilhan Omar, in a speech, said that she represents Somalia first before she is in Congress to represent the interest of Somalia. Before the United States of America, she put Somalia. And so if Marjorie Taylor Greene stands up and says, oh, Il Representative Ilma of Somalia, it's because that's what Representative Il Ilhan Omar had said. There is nothing racist about it. So why didn't you put that in your report? Why didn't you put that in your so-called piece of journalism? Let's move on. Earlier that same week, Representative Troy Nels, Republican of Texas, called the black husband of another Democrat woman of color, Representative Cori Bush of Missouri, a thug. Hello? Hello? A thug? Anybody care to look into his background? She's paying this guy off with taxpayer dollars to run her security. What was his past? Are you going to tell us that? And are you also at the same time going to point out all the horrific things that Cori Bush has said about the United States of America? 
and calling the American people racist and other things? Or are you just going to leave it like that? Annie Carney of the New York Times, professional. Let's move on. At a hearing across the Capitol, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, and we all know what comes out of Arkansas, don't we? Yeah, we do. We northern up here, New York Times. We don't like them people from Arkansas. Them the people that was in Deliverance. Don't you remember that movie, Deliverance? Yeah, them ones that like to go around with their relatives and do all kind of thing with their relatives down there in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Across the hearing, Capitol, Tom Cotton. Republican out of that backwater state of Arkansas. The only thing Arkansas ever did for the United States was give us Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton, you know, he liked to, he may like to, to play humidor with them girls. That, that little intern girl played humidor with her. Yeah, hey, honey, I got something. I got a nice cigar for you, honey. That's right. We're from Arkansas. Down here in deliverance country. We're like, we're like our in-laws. We're like our sons and daughters. We're like family down here. We're like family so much, we're like making family with family. That's right, I said it. And then we like to go fishing and hunting for peoples. Because we're cannibals too, down here in Arkansas. Except for Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton, we like him, because Bill Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton know how to fool around with them girls. Had that old girl, Paula. You know, the one that James Carville said, James Carville, Democrat. Remember when he said that about that girl, Paula Jones? Y'all probably don't remember it, but I remember it, because I got good memory. I remember when James Carville said, hey, you wave a $100 bill around a trailer park, and this is what you come up with. Wasn't nothing racist about that. Wasn't nothing bigger than about that. That old girl, Paula Jones, said Bill Clinton tried to do the nasty with her. And what James Carl, he did. He did, James. J, Bill Clinton was doing the nasty with just about anything that crawled, moved, walked, or laid down. And then when he called, got called out on it, what did he say about old Bill Clinton? Well, anybody could say, just wave a $100 bill around a trailer park, and you'll find somebody like old Paula to come up and say what Bill did to her. But see, it's the Republicans that are racist and mean down here in Arkansas. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. And then you got this guy, Tom Cotton, grilling. Now get this, because this is the real racist part of the story here. We're getting to the real racism right now. Tom Cotton, representative of Arkansas, ladies and gentlemen, called New York Times girl here, Andy Kearney. Grill the chief executive of TikTok. That's right. He grilled the chief executive of a TikTok guy by the name of Chu Chow. And he wants to know where Chu Chow came from. Tim Cotton kept saying, are you Chinese? And, oh, Chu Chow, he ain't Chinese. He's Singaporean. And he kept saying, I'm from Singapore, Senator. I'm Singapore. I ain't Chinese. But Tom Cotton wouldn't quit it. He racist. He racist. He racist. He racist. He kept asking the man, "Are you from China?" Cause we know, we know, we know. Asking somebody from China 
if they from or asking anybody from Asia if they from China is racist. That's one of them things like all oh, you people look alike. Oh, y'all eat watermelon and all that stuff. That's an insult. To ask a Singaporean, if a Singaporean, are you from China? Folk Tim Cotton, oh racist Republican that he is. Ask the man more than once, are you from China? Man, say I'm from Singapore. But I'm asking you, sir, are you from China? Your TikTok is from China. How you get to be a Singaporean running TikTok? And he a racist. He a racist. He a racist. And that Marjorie Taylor Greene, she a racist. Because she asked that woman, she said that woman from Somalia. The woman that says she in the United States Congress representing Somalia. All them racist Republicans. And that man called that black woman's husband a thug. Can you believe that? You thug. How dare you call a black woman husband a thug? And more evil racist Republicans up in Congress. Bunch of racists. And about to say, this one is the worst of all. I'm telling and I have to, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do a disclaimer. Because right now we're getting ready to move into some pretty heavy stuff, folks. This one heavy. I want you to hold on to your britches. Hold on to them with all your might. Because you may want to drop them when you hear this. At the same time, these evil Republicans was calling people's husbands thugs, asking a man if he was from China. And saying that the Somali lady who says she represents Somali first, called her by said she was from Somalia, which is racist. At the same time, House Republicans were releasing their report on the impeachment charges against Alejandro Mayorkas, Cuban-born Homeland Security, first Latina, Latino, to lead his department. Representative Mark Green from that other delivering state down there, Tennessee, referred to this is a quote, folks, I ain't making this up. Please don't attribute this language to me because it's really hostile. Mr. Green from the Deliverance State of Tennessee referred to Mr. Mayorkas as a reptile with no balls. That's what he called him. He said, you are a reptile with no balls. It's a quote. Please do not send the lawyers after me. I am reading from the New York Times today. Tell the ABC, WABC lawyers, y'all chill out. Don't be coming here sending James no nasty emails. Don't be sending bono stuff to my. What you doing using that language on our air? I'm reading from a newspaper. This man down there in Tennessee, in Tennessee, that delivering state of Tennessee as the Cuban born Secretary of Homeland Defense, he called him and said, You are a reptile with no balls. And that's you how them racist Republicans are. In Congress, they're a bunch of racists, racists calling that, and they say that that's anti-Jewish. Now, I, I, I don't know how this woman gets that calling. I, I don't even want to go near that one. I don't know how she come up with her mind that that's anti-Jewish. That would never occur to me. It occurred to this woman for the New York Times. I ain't gonna ask her how that come into her mind. But it didn't come into my mind. I just thought the guy was talking about a slithering reptile with no balls because that's what he called him. He said, you're a reptile with no balls. Ain't heard nothing about nobody's religion, nobody's race, 
nobody's gender ideology in it at all. Just a slithering little reptile with no onions. But yet that's racist, according to the New York Times. And there you have it. On Capitol Hill, them bigoted Republicans are at it again, according to the New York Times. Oh, especially that one from Arkansas. The ding dong ding dong ding dong ding. You know them people. I've gotta take a little time. Oh, what are we playing this music for? Probably some white boys from over there in England. And they probably racist too. Why are you playing this? And by the way, Diego, are you from China? Where are you from? I am from Mexico. <laughs> you from Mexico, my you from China, ain't you? I'm telling you, ain't no Singaporean, are you? Do you own TikTok? I do not own TikTok. Do you have TikTok stock? I know. <laughs> do you know anybody with TikTok stock? Uh, no, actually. I think you lying. I think you a reptile with no onions. Why are we playing this music from these foreigners? Why are you playing foreign music here on ABC? I'm playing foreign music, foreigner music, because on this day in 1952, Ed Gagliardi, bassist with English American rock band Foreigner, who scored the 1985 UK US number one single "I Want to Know What Love Is," which is what this is. They are the uh, one of the oldest, best-selling bands of all time, with excuse me, worldwide sales of more than 80 million records. I don't care if they sold 100 million records. Why are you playing some foreigners over here? You ain't supposed to be you're only Americans. But they're English Americans. Are you from are you sure you ain't from Arkansas? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I've never said put enough. You got relatives from Arkansas, boy? No, I do not. We, we got to go take a break. We're coming back. <laughs> uh, Boats nearly. WABC, keep it right. Did it ding dong ding dong ding dong. Keep it right here. Racist Republicans. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. So let, let me set the stage for this. 1970 or thereabouts, maybe 69. The J-5 breakout. It's Michael. It's Marlon. Jermaine. Tito. I'm missing somebody. Who? Jackie. Of course. We love Jackie. And the Jackson 5 are just like lighting up everything. And next thing you know, you hear this like imitation Michael. It's this guy. The Osmonds. And we're like, where did they come from? And why? But this song did, okay, it went to number one anyway, One Bad Apple. And the Osmonds become a household thing. Imitation, sincere song, form of flattery. And Marie Osmond is still kicking it, looking great. I don't know what happened to Donnie. But this was just like such a direct ripoff of the Jacksons. So I just thought I'd mention it. And by the way, one bad apple does spoil a whole bunch. Thank you. Enough! I didn't like it then and I don't like this record now.
I didn't like it then. I'm like, what is this crap? This Jackson Light music. Anyway, so all the Osmond fans are going to be mad at him. There he go, that woman from the New York Times right now, probably writing the column. The racist Republican slamming the Osmonds. Call it a reptile with no onions. Anyway, oh, during the break, Her Royal Highness sent me, that would be Princess Di, sent me an article. Let me share the article with you. I guess it's in response to this racism that charge that the New York Times is spewing today. Here's the article. Right in time for Black History Month, y'all. Biden slammed for buying fried chicken for a black family in outreach video. (gasps) What? Say what? Whoever your marketing person is at the White House now, fire them immediately. That's the sub-headline. Before his landslide victory in South Carolina's Democrat uh, primary on Saturday, Joe Biden released a video in which he blatantly pandered to black voters while promoting ethnic stereotypes. The video was filmed during a recent visit to Raleigh, North Carolina, anticipated to be a uh, key swing state in 2024 election. Biden, along with Democrat Governor Ray Cooper, stopped at Cookout, a North Carolina-based fast food chain, before meeting with local Wade County School Administrator and blah, blah, blah. And then he, they posted a video of a man and the video of the man's meal. They, a few weeks ago, I stopped at Cookout in North Carolina to grab some food and eat with Eric and his sons. Eric happened to be a black guy. I stopped to eat me some chicken with a black dude there. I was looking for corn pop, but corn pop wasn't around. If y'all don't know who corn pop is, that's a whole nother story. We have to refresh the, 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 the story about corn. And while we're at it, we got to, I don't know whether you all noticed, did you know that when Joe Biden was younger, the young black kids were so mesmerized by him that they used to, this is what he said, that they used to go feel the hair on his legs. Don't be looking at me like that. I'm not a perv, okay? I, I'm just telling you what the man said. The man said that young children who happened to be black, was so mesmerized by him that they used to rub him up and down on the little blondie or whatever white guy hairs on his legs because apparently they never seen a white guy with hair on his legs and they were transfixed and the young black kids used to sit around him and rub up and down his legs, rub the hairs. That's what Joe Biden said. And this New York Times writer got the nerve to be talking about racist. By the way, something else you may not know since I'm a wealth of information for you today. Did you know that Joe Biden's daughter had a diary that was found and she complained in the diary that her daddy used to take showers with her and made her so uncomfortable in this? Are you looking at me like that? Oh, I'm just telling you the truth. And the daughter used to say, the daughter said, I didn't say I never took a shower with Joe Biden. I never rubbed his legs. I never did any of that. His daughter said she took showers with daddy, and daddy got whatever it was in the shower made her uncomfortable, so she had to get out the shower with daddy. I'm just saying. But Republicans, you see, are racist. 
But Joe Biden just bought a chicken dinner for the black guy. I bought you some fried chicken, boy. Don't you like your fried chicken, boy? You want some gravy with that, boy? And some biscuits, boy? And he did call one of his black workers up there. Why he called him boy right on the stage. Did that a few months ago. Oh, and y'all didn't remember this either. Years, years ago, told him, told him folks in D.C. he didn't want his kids going to them jungle schools. Now, that New York Times lady, she must not know about any of this. Oh, there's a story today. I got a story right here. You know that little press gal they got from Haiti? I'm sorry, she's not from Haiti. She's from America. She's Haitian ancestry. That lady going to be accusing me of being a racist next. That Karine Jean-Pierre. Karine Jean-Pierre is supposed to be the White House press gal. Now, they made a big deal. She's the first black woman. She's first, you know, uh, uh, alternative sex or whatever. She, she likes other girls. Um, she the first one. This black and like other girls have been promoted to that position. <laughs> There's a big story in the press today. How they shared her power with that guy, John Kirby, the white guy. And they just gave the white guy a promotion. <laughs> and he, and oh, Jean-Pierre, they have never done this to a press secretary before. Double her up with somebody and then give the white boy a promotion. But you see, the Republicans are racist. The Republicans are racist. We gotta go take a break. Ah. Who is this? This is Adele. What country is she from? I believe she's English. Are you sure she's not from China? Uh, Where no, are you no, from? Actually. Where are you from, Diego? Where are you from? Tell us the truth now. China. That's what I thought. You probably have TikTok. You probably have some stock in TikTok, don't you? Maybe. We got to take a break. I'm calling. Get me Alejandro Day. Mallorca's on the line right now. We got to take a break. The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. Birthday today for one of our favorites. Oh, no. He's another one of them foreigners. English-born singer-songwriter record producer, Peter Gabriel. Of course, you remember him from the days with Genesis before his great solo career. Happy birthday, Peter Gabriel. One of my favorite sledgehammer here on WABC, the talk radio of 77. Okay, here's that article. Just This is also in the New York Times, ironically, that's calling out Republicans for being racist. Bunch of crap. Um, who speaks for the president? Depends on whom. Of course, I would have said who because, you know, I went to public school and because, you know, I'm one of them people of color and we don't know how to speak English. But anyway, according to the New York Times, anyway, uh, who speaks for the president? Depends on whom you ask. I just threw that ax in there to make sure I had my authentic black thing on today. Depends on who you ask. On the day she was named the first black, I like the way the white folks say black. 
you know, when they, cause like at the New York Times, on the day she was named the first black and openly gay White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre says she hoped her appointment might inspire other people who, like her, had never ocup- imagined occupying the preeminent role in political communications. I think this is important for them to see this, she said. <laughs> Americans are seeing a lot less of her lately. <laughs> uh, since the Hamas terrorist attack, Ms. Jean-Pierre has yielded the spotlight to a <clears throat> lower-ranking official, John F. Kirby. Emphasis from the host here, not in the New York Times. Let me, let me, let me amend this sentence. Let me and extend and amend these remarks from the New York Times. Since the Hamas terrorist attack on October seventh, Miss Jean-Pierre has yielded the spotlight to a lower-ranking official, John F. Kirby, a white, straight guy. White as Casper the Friendly Ghost. Straight as a ruler. Mr. Kirby has regularly co-hosted her daily briefings. They ain't hers if he's co-hosting it. Often fielding more questions from journalists than she does. And he has, the straight white guy, has appeared more frequently on major political news programs as what? As the administration spokesperson. Spokesman. Spokes white man. That's what he's appearing as. The Biden spokes white man. Mr. Kirby a retired Navy admiral who had previously worked at the Pentagon State Department is better versed in foreign affairs at a time of war. In other words, that little black girl don't know nothing. I'm just, look here, don't get mad at me. I'm just reading between the lines. That's what it says here. Mr. Kirby, retired Naval admiral, who previously worked at the Pentagon and State Department, is better versed in foreign affairs at a time of war in Ukraine and Middle East. He invents a clarity and comfort at the lecture that sometimes can elude Miss Jean-Pierre, 49, a more route speaker with less experience. In other words, let me just put this in everyday parlance. The little girl don't know nothing. So they had to go to the white guy and to get some people that had some clarity and could bring comfort. That little girl, yeah, she, yeah, we put her up there. She, 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 she know how to run a mouth, but she ain't. James Brown said it best talking loud and saying nothing. Girl know how to talk loud, but she don't say nothing. So we had to go get the white guy so that we could get some clarity and some comfort out there in front of the American peoples. And y'all got the nerve to sit up and call Republicans racist. <laughs> These people, Lordy, Lordy, Miss Calordy, they call Republicans racist. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Your United States Senate is back at it again, folks. They said they want to send some uh, uh, 60 some odd billion dollars to Ukraine. Screw your border. 22 Republicans voted for it. And just once again, we don't care. Oh, 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 reminds me of this. <laughs> 
this one. This one takes the cake. There's this gal. She works at the New York Times. Washington Post. I'm sorry, Amazon Prime, Washington Post. Her name is Catherine Rampell. Now, today, Catherine Rampell has an article, a column. The surge in immigration is a $7 trillion gift to the economy. See, all of you have been operating. There's a story today, too. I, I have it in the stack somewhere about how Denver's going bust. The hospitals are going bankrupt because they're having to, to, to give coverage to all these people that came here illegally. So the hospital's running out of money. But never mind that. Amazon Prime, Miss Rampell, Catherine Rampell says that the surge in immigration, she means illegal immigration into America, is a $7 trillion gift. As the economy has improved and consumers have, economy has improved. That's the first lie. As the economy has improved and consumers have begun recognizing that improvement, she's delusional. Anybody that shops knows it's not improving. Republicans have pivoted to attacking President Biden on a different policy weakness, immigration. After all, virtually everyone, Democrats included, seem to agree the issue is a serious problem. Oh, it's not? But what if the premise is wrong? Voters and political strategists have treated our country's ability to draw immigrants from around the world as a curse. It could be a blessing if only we could get out of our own way. Let me translate that for you. If only you people would stop looking at illegal immigration as something wrong, something costing you, and instead just look at it as something favorable that Joe Biden's doing, letting all these immigrants in here that you have to pay for. Never mind that right now your services and stuff are being cut in Colorado. They just announced the mayor there, he's all ticked off in Denver because he had to cut stuff. Oh, and there's another story today about how the Biden administration has been using money that was segregated in the budget to use for American veterans. He's been using it for illegal immigrants. Yes, but never mind. You people are too stupid, those of you that are not Catherine Rampell in the Washington Post, to know that instead of you looking at what this is costing you, you should be looking at all these illegal immigrants as a gift. They're a $7 trillion gift. That's because you people have been making less babies. You've been too busy aborting them all those liberals. And so we need more babies. And since y'all are not making more babies because you keep aborting them, the immigrants are coming, and they know how to make babies. And so they're going to take the place of you, and everything's going to be all right because they're going to make sure the economy's strong and healthy, and you people are too stupid to realize that illegal immigration is good. That's your Washington Post. I just summed up her story. Oh, these people are for real. They actually spout this stuff on a daily basis. Okay, where were we? Uh, Chuck Schumer, Chuck U. Schumer, has rejected Speaker Johnson's call to add border reform to the Ukraine bill. They want to give away billions to the Ukraine, 22 Republican uh, rhinos and eldermen and statesmen and women have joined them and said, yeah, we should give all this money to Ukraine. And those stupid House House Republicans are still saying, oh, no, no, we got to fix the borders. Chuck Schumer says, screw that. We don't have to fix the borders. We're going to send the money, your money, to Ukraine. Screw your borders and screw you. We don't care your country's being overrun. We want to give more money to Ukraine. 
Now, House Speaker Johnson has a decision to make. Is he going to cave and go along with the Senate, or is he going to do what I suggest he do, which is to unravel his fisted hand, close all of his fingers but one, and stick that one finger up in the air proudly to Chuck Schumer and to those 22 Republicans who said, no border security. It is the House of Representatives that is constitutionally tasked with appropriating money, not the Senate. Tell Mitch McConnell, tell Chuck Schumer to go pound sand. If we don't get border security, you don't get any more play money for Ukraine. Okay, time to check in with Lou Dobbs. I know why we're playing this. 1967. Beatles released a double-sided A single. Strawberry Fields Forever. Other side of it, Penny Lane. On WABC. One time for calls, so we're going to check in with Lou Dobbs now. Stay with us. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. 2005, George Michael has Careless Whisper. The Sun, the UK paper, voted this song the greatest British pop single of the past 25 years. I remember the first time I heard this song. I was in a car. I don't even know, remember where. And this song came on, and I was like, oh, M, this song is amazing. And it is. George Michael turned this out. You know, there's also something else that happened in this day, 1960. Frank Sinatra launched his own record label, Reprise Records, or Reprise depending on which part That's of the country life. you're from, to allow more artistic freedom say. in his own recordings. And that, you're my right friends, is where the nickname came from, the chairman of the board. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. Frank Sinatra launching his own record label, when Reprise Records, on this day on in 1960. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Dave in Staten Island, you are first. What's on your mind this afternoon? Oh, the Rebel Flags, Stars and Bars, Arkansas, Hillary. The second thing I want to tell you is A&I and Dominion Software Use from Venezuela. We're not going in Dominion land, my friend. We are not doing that. Okay, we're going to stay right the hell on out of that because we ain't having no problems over here. I already got them lawyers calling me about that guy that said this guy was like reptile with no balls, and here you come calling with that other stuff. We ain't doing that over here. You talk about the stuff we talking about here. That's the way it works here. Got a failure to communicate. Let's go, my friends, to Sal in Staten Island. How are you? Well, much better hearing your wonderful voice. And uh, they want to house the uh, unchecked thugs. 
on Staten Island and Fort Wadsworth, America's oldest consecutive thugs? active U.S. military base. Now, if that 15-year-old punk... Did, did, hold on, hold on. Did you say thugs? Yes, thugs. 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 You said thugs. that You said that racist word, thugs. Not Boy, racist. the New York Times is going to be mad at you calling those thugs thugs. How dare you call thugs thugs? Uh-huh. Anyway, they want to say that. Now, if they did damage his punk, 15-year-old punk, shooting at the police, shooting that poor Brazilian tourist, shooting at the security guards, he could have gotten off, just returned the stuff and left. Hopefully, he and the cohorts will get life in jail. I don't want to deport it. I want them in jail because they'll only come back in illegally. And they want to store them and uh, house them in Staten Island. And thank God for Dr. Esposito and Dr. Powell. I, I'm sorry. You, you must have not heard my, you must have not heard this woman from the Washington Post. She said that illegal immigrants are a gift. And here you are suggesting that we lock up this poor little 15-year-old immigrant boy who just happened to shoot a few people, that we lock him in jail instead of treating him as the gift that he is. And then you have the audacity to call this young man a thug just because he shot up some folks. Absolutely ridiculous. No I'm telling you, you know, the, the, the racism is just amazing. It just pours out. People calling these poor little immigrant children that come here shooting up Americans and robbing stores and everything. He calling these boys, you calling this sweet young man a thug. How dare you? Let's go to uh, Mike in Wayne. Mike, please do not call these immigrant children thugs or anything like that. How are you, Mike? That turn, that 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 turn, uh, uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kid used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was trained, and then watch the hair come back up again. And That's okay, right. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my leg. He calls and black children cockroaches. Right. This is all what Joe Biden said, and here we go. Somebody brought the tape out. What a wild show today. Now listen here, folks. As we get ready to depart, I would like you people to please put yourselves in check. Stop calling these young wannabe killers, shooters, thugs, because they just happen to be from another country. Welcome them. The Washington Post says they are gifts. Please recognize your gifts and stop calling these thugs thugs and all kind of racist names. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved one. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God, almighty God willing, back tomorrow. For both Nerdly's Rush Hour, the Wednesday edition at 4. Until then, ding, 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 ding. bye.